is Policy Talks, and I'm Shada. I'm here with Estelle Miramond. Um, and today we're just going to be talking a little bit about the things that you brought to the conference um, and some of your research insights. So Estelle Miramond is a PhD student in sociology and gender and a sessional lecturer at Université Paris Diderot in France, <laughs> specialized in migration and gender issues in Laos. Her research interests focus on the feminization of labor, migration in Laos, the role of international organizations, and the development of policies um, against the trafficking of women. So thank you very much for joining us today. So just beginning with the first question, um, your research uh, paper that you spoke about today uh, at the conference talked about the impact of policies on anti-trafficking um, on women in Laos, and specifically, um, you mentioned strict policies that are being imposed to try to protect these women um, within specific shelters in which they aren't able to contact their family, uh, they're not able to escape, as you um, explained. I'm just wondering, with this tension of humanity and protection, is this the most effective way uh, to ha establish an anti-trafficking policy? So, um, of course, no. <laughs> um, what my research uh, showed, uh, is that actually uh, anti-trafficking as a prison, um, as a way to think uh, women migration and women uh, exploitation, uh, is very pro problematic because it uh, sets you know a very binary uh, setting with a trafficker who uh, has old and needed agency and uh, with very bad intentions because he has he or she has uh, exploitive. Um, uh, exploitative uh, intentions and on the other side you've got an innocent victims who doesn't know uh, where she goes and um, what she's doing and the, the way um, anti-trafficking um, discourse uh, is, uh, is proposed this uh, legitimize and authorize a treatment that is highly restrictive. So, what I s so in your question, you talk about uh, low victims of trafficking. I talk about the effects of counter-trafficking policies on low female migrants, uh, rever when they are identified as victims and they are uh, indeed uh, uh, facing detention in governmental uh, Thai governmental uh, shelters or uh, when they are identified as a population at risk, they are also encouraged not to migrate. And I think this is a, a highly gendered and problematic uh, question. Yeah. And what might a better solution look like? So I think that it will be interesting to, to think about, uh, to have a labor approach and to think of what's going on for women and men and people who migrate in their uh, place of work or exploitation. And with the human trafficking prison, you're, uh, you focus you know, on the intention of exploitation. You, feel, you um, uh, stress out the questions of security and criminality. Uh, and I think that a good approach will be a labor approach with more controls in uh, places of exploitation, places of work. Uh, but, and I think that, of course, uh, the sex industry should be uh, concerned by these questions, but also factories and many places that are not actually addressed by uh, anti-trafficking policies. And is this because it's kind of more focused on the fact that anti-trafficking policies focus on women and on uh, a certain type of victimization, if you will, of vulnerable girls, and especially as you mentioned, most of them are adolescents or were below 18 who are in these shelters. So is there, is there a need for more response towards ma male victims as well? 
So in Thailand since 2008, there are shelters for boys, but I've never been there. Uh, and, in, and in Laos, you don't have any shelter for boys at, at this time. Um, indeed, this is questionable, but I think that more broadly, the question of shelters is problematic because yeah. you know people when they are in a shelter uh, are not able to uh, get in touch with their families, and they are when they have been uh, uh, you know um, exploited in a place that they were not able uh, to quit. That's not that good, you know, to experience detention again. So uh, I think that, of course, the gender questions is um, is uh, of main importance, and that, of course, uh, s s uh, it's important to stop addressing only women's migration because it's it's a naturalization. And and you see, uh, in 2014, um, Lao female migrants have been um, and that uh, who appeared under 18 have been. Um, uh, denied entrance in in Thailand by police uh, officers because they might uh, uh, have been uh, you know uh, trafficked mm -hmm. and you know in this exception you've got a woman is fragile it's a body who is in need for protection and of course this is problematic yeah, yeah. thank you so much uh, just moving on to the next question um, so Thinking about the intersection between security and migration, um, obviously something that's been in the news uh, very often and especially now is France and its uh, treatment of migrants and refugees. Um, I mean, just thinking about the mayor of Calais, I believe, uh, started to focus on uh, banning of food, uh, food provisions to refugees. Are these sorts of measures um, able to be countered and is, I mean, is this sort of measure ever acceptable and or ever effective? So no, I don't think it's acceptable or effective or, yeah, mainly it's not acceptable. I think that in France right now you've got a strong dehumanization of, uh, of uh, migrants and non-nationals. And uh, so you're talking about Calais. Uh, and it's true that what's, what's going on in Calais is crazy. There was a police raid, um, I think yesterday or two days ago, um, a very violent one. And, and in Paris also, you've got regular um, police raids on migrants and um, associations also have been forbidden uh, to distribute uh, food in Paris for the last month now. And I think these policies are um, uh, clearly racist and they, you, you're asking me, how is it possible to counter that? Mm -hmm. to, right now, there are only social movements that are able to first uh, make these policies visible and show how unacceptable they are. So there are several collectives in... in so I, I talk about Paris because I'm from Paris. Uh, but several collectives are uh, active right now. So you've got uh, the BAM, uh, the collective La Chapelle Debout are making very interesting videos. I uh, encourage you to uh, consult their videos on uh, Vimeo and it's called La Chapelle, C-H-A-P-E-L-L-E, Debout, D-E-B-O-U-T. Uh, and they really try to, um, to inform, uh, also there are videos in English, to inform uh, globally how, how violent are these uh, this policies in Paris. Uh, and our associations, they also go to the airport when there are deportations because now we started, oh, France is deporting since, uh, has deported for a long time, but now people who were in Calais in the jungle or were in a, a camp um, outside in the streets in Paris are being deported right now. Uh, so for this, uh, some uh, activists and, and migrants um, 
politicized and mobilized, they go to the airport and, and convince people uh, who are taking the plane not to accept that the plane takes off with a deportee inside. And uh, this, um, sometimes we, we, we manage, and people who do that manage uh, to uh, um, impede uh, deportation, sometimes not. So, But it's possible to do things. It's possible but uh, to participate in, in social movements like that. And do you think um, that the government is doing this to gain support, popular support? Just is it an election game, or is it is it actual fear of terrorism? So the government is indeed leaning on fear of terrorism to do that and to legitimate uh, such actions. Uh, I think that indeed there is a, I don't know if in English you say rightization, but like uh, conservative values are more and more uh, um, visible and, and presented as legitimate, even in the, and also of course in the left, in leftist parties, and you're going to see this with uh, the current uh, presidency, uh, but also on more leftist parties as the Parti de Gauche, who also can legitimize, uh, you know, uh, the expel of undocumented migrants, for example, or will legitimate um, dichotomies with uh, refugees and migrant economy, um, economic migrants, sorry. Um, but I think that if the government is uh, doing this, all these police red and very visible um, uh, operations, it's to, stay, to say, stop, don't come here, you're not welcome. This is a political message addressed directly to migrants. You are not welcome. We are not the uh, country of human rights we f you think we are. This is a clear message. Because, yeah, you know, there is a, a strong harassment of migrants in Paris, for example, and in Calais and everywhere, and police comes and take people to police office and they give them uh, obligations to leave French territory uh, and they harass them again and again and again and this is a, a policy that aims at, you know, just make people exhausted and leave. God, that's so tragic. Yes, it, it is tragic, indeed, it is. I yeah. think that we, uh, I mean, in the universe and in the academic uh, yeah. um, uh, field, we are not taking this seriously, and yeah. we should. Because yeah. uh, what's happening right now in France is, uh, and in Europe is uh, it's tragic, you yeah. see it. And politically assumed by our governors, so. And it's so difficult to try to stop the cycle of repression when it's the police, like the people right on the ground who are being involved in this behavior. I remember I was in Paris um, a few months ago and I, was, I spoke to some of the migrants and they were saying that their things had been stolen by the police and that their documents oh, were yeah. destroyed and I couldn't believe it. I thought, how does it's so? Yeah. Yes, it's like that. So the police comes. Uh, they so when we know when we know that they are coming or when uh, association uh, know they come they tell people leave it's seven in the morning you should leave because police is coming and then police arrives and takes people who uh, have not uh, the documents that they are supposed to have uh, and after after that everybody is gone and we have been uh, pushed away by the police then uh, people working from the um, town, you know, uh, come with white clothes and they take all the material and put it in the rubbish. Mm -hmm. And you cannot do anything. Mm -hmm. And you know that you will, you will have to do it all over again to find equipment. Uh, and this is really dehumanizing. And in a, in a, country, uh, in a, in a city as Paris, 
which prides itself to be refugee, refugee city, it's a very questioning uh, thing. Well, I think that that's all the time that we have right now. But thank you so much for thank all you. of your help. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.